Hey there, welcome back to the Northwest Audio Podcast, Midweek Formation, where we give some supplemental content to take your formation beyond Sunday morning. My name is Nick. I'm the community pastor here at Northwest. and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke, and our creative arts pastor, Maddie. Today, we're continuing our conversation around the heart behind the music for our church's now recently released album, Reacquainted, looking specifically at the song, Worthy is the Lamb. And just just so all of our listeners know, that song will not be on the album. <laughs> that intro, that <laughs> epic hype song. thing, that, that is, is not a song that our team... <laughs> Do you guys talk about the intro on every podcast? At uh, some point, we'll need tradition. to sunset that tradition. It's a tradition as of right now, though, because he did it the first three times, and then now every single time he said something. How about it's got to be unplugged at some point. H- how about we make this, this was it. This was the last one? This was it. I don't know if I can commit to that. This feels that's really, a, that's a, a big, huge commitment. Really big commitment for Luke. You're asking a lot of him. Oh I don't get to do a lot of things, guys. But one thing I do get to do. Is say that was epic. Is, is say, that was epic. <laughs> say that was epic. That's amazing. That's the first thing in the job description. <laughs> guys, the album dropped. It dropped. Yeah, it did. It did. Recently, it felt so good to say, recently released album. Whew. Reacquainted. I know. Super it's exciting. It's been a long time coming. It's everywhere that you can stream i was about to say everywhere you can listen but we don't have vinyl in stores near you we don't, we don't, we don't have, have vinyl, vinyl or, CDs. Or, or cds or mixtapes unfortunately but anywhere you can stream anywhere on the interwebs you can find it mm. go so listen true. to it yeah. so that means that if you are listening to this podcast right now we give you permission turn the podcast off go stream the yeah. album yeah go stream please, the album please. and then come back and listen to this after go yeah. listen to worthy is the lamb then come listen where to this. can Super where exciting. can our where can our people find it and what is it called uh, the album is called Reacquainted. The band name is Outpour. So you can search either of those things and it will come up um, on whatever streaming platform you listen to because it is on every streaming platform. It's we're on the on, interwebs. Come on. Yeah, we're all over. It's in the cloud. You can also, if you are if you aren't sure where you want to listen to it, you can also just go to our website, which is outpourmusic.com. Um, there's lots of ways to find us. You can also follow us on social media, which I highly recommend because it's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Is our Instagram is outpour music and our Facebook. You can just search outpour in all caps and that will take you to our page. Yeah. Sweet. And there you can get all the updates if there are ever any. Yes. So good stuff. Let's talk about where these lamb. Shall we? Yeah. So this is a co-write between me and a gal on our team named Gwen. Um, we, uh, wrote this song together. Um, this song is kind of has a, different backstory than the rest um you know we talked about praise of the one and run my heart uh the last two podcasts and those were all founded on um maybe a one scriptural passage that inspired the whole thing whereas this song was more so inspired by um multiple ideas you know like praise of the one was inspired by the crucifixion story uh, run my heart was inspired by mm-hmm. Joel two thirteen, right? Like it was inspired by these very specific scriptures. Um, this specific song, moments, yeah, or very specific moments or very specific yeah. encounters that you or you know the writer of that song had with the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this song is a little bit different um, because it was a an accumulation of multiple ideas yeah. that mm-hmm. have just been kind of spinning and um, floating around in my head and Gwen's head in our community life, you know, that we have in our church. And so, um, I, I guess I'll start in the order that the song was written because this song was not written 
front to end. Oh, interesting. <laughs> this song was written. Um, the chorus was written first. Is that typical or is that atypical? No, that's typical. Uh, it's typical. I, it's okay. usually scatterbrained all over the place. Yeah. I'll write this, then I'll write this, and then this. Gotcha. All- yeah, I, I very rarely have I sat down and written a song start to end. I, 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 at least that's just my personal writing style. I typically come up with choruses or bridges first, and then I fill in the verses to like tell the whole story. But, but every song is different. It Usually you just write it as it comes to you. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, I mean, but I guess that's just our experience yeah. as writers. I think other people have other experiences. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, with Worthy is the Lamb, I actually wrote the chorus first. Um, I actually remember doing it after we had a staff meeting <laughs> um, and I just came into the auditorium and I just felt like um, the Lord had just put this idea of a song that was glorifying the lamb. Mm. And I just at the time, I couldn't really understand why or what to do with it. But it was one of those moments, I think I talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, of just how like the spirit will just kind of give you what you need to know mm. and you will run with it in the sense of like the spirit just gave me these words to seek your face and drown in your grace, singing worthy is the lamb. Wow. And I just had this idea of like this longing for the for the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um then what happens when we do that? And I think of like this depiction of heaven where like the only thing that we can do after we see the glory of God is just say like, holy, right? Holy, 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 or, or worthy are you? Like, I, I can't come up with anything else to say because you are just so glorious. It takes, it takes over everything. And so it's, I, I really, I think the spirit gave me the drama of these words of like to seek your face and drown in your grace. And the word drown is a little morbid. Like I'm just going to say that right up front. <laughs> like it is a little morbid to put in a worship song. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be upfront about that. But I actually loved that word because when you are drowning, you are, the water fills every single part of your body. And all you can do is just like surrender to the water. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's like this idea of like, that's what I want in my life for God's grace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for his grace to just fill every part of my, like all I can do is just surrender to his grace. Yeah. And so, um, and, and so I guess that's kind of where this song started. Um, and like I said, this song's really just a, a depiction of praise. Um, that's really all it is. And so when Gwen and I got together, I brought her this chorus and we were just talking about how, um, cause we were working on writing the verses and we were talking about how, um, you know, when we pray, we often ask the spirit to fill the room or to fill us. Right. And, but we know that the spirit is with us. Like that's biblical, right? We were baptized and now we have the Holy spirit and that, and that's biblical. So like, why are we asking the spirit to fill us to fill us, even though he already did to fill a room that he's already, yeah, in. he's already, he's already here. Like we, we say that he's omnipresent. Well, us asking him to fill the room or fill ourselves is like basically stating that we don't even believe that he's here. Like that's ridiculous. And so we were, we were trying to come up with this idea of like, how how to depict this longing that we have to be more in tune with the spirit, which is, I think, what the intention of saying, you know, 
you know, Holy Spirit, fill the room, you know, you know, fill me with your spirit type of prayers. Like how, how do we, how do we depict that in a way that is probably clearer and more true to what we mean? And Gwen just brought this word reacquainted, Mm. like reacquaint me with your spirit. Like you're already there, but reacquaint me with your presence. Bring, Bring me back. Bring me back to you. I'm the one that walked away. Right. Bring me back into that space. My God, you never walked away from me. Um, I walked away. So, so reacquaint me to you. And so it, and and that's also the story behind the album title reacquainted, because that is the prayer for this community. Like the hope is that this album would reacquaint you with his presence. Yes. Reacquaint you with his spirit, reacquaint you with his presence, reacquaint, reacquaint you with his faithfulness. And so, um, so, so yeah, that, that's kind of the story behind this song, Um, The bridge of this song was just kind of a continuation of the chorus in the sense of like, you know, this eruption of praise, like, you know, we're standing before the Lord. All we can do is praise him. You know, we're just so filled by and so, so amazed by his holiness. Like, that's all we can do. So, you know, uh, uh, be exalted to the highest heaven singing, holy, holy, holy is your name. Right. Like that's, that's all the song really is. And when Gwen and I were writing, uh, typically a lot of songs have different verses, right? Then you have verse one at the beginning of the song, then you do your chorus, then you sing another verse, you know, then you do your chorus. But in this song, we actually repeat the first one. We repeat this, the, the first verse of the song. Like We don't have a different set of lyrics. The song is very simple in the way that it was written. And um, that idea just came from, one, this piece we were writing and we were like, did we just finish the song? <laughs> but then also this idea of like, we don't have, we don't need to say anything else because yeah. this mm. idea of this prayer of like, God reacquaint me to your spirit. Like that's all that needs to be said. I love that. We don't have to, we don't have to try to come up with these fancy words or try to rephrase it in another way. Like, like this was good enough. Yeah. So yeah. Reacquaint me with your, with your spirit. And that's all that's a like period. There's not, there's nothing else to add to that. Yeah, that, exa- exactly, ask. exactly. That's really good. Oh, that's that. beautiful. I love that you co you basically co-wrote a part of this song. To me that I would have su- as a as a preacher and having the responsibility to preach 30 times a year, I cannot imagine like I I don't think I could ever go to Nick and be like, "Hey, there's a part of my sermon <laughs> that I want you to write." Right? Yeah. I know it's not apples to apples, but walk me through the process of like writing with someone else, the the spiritual dynamics at play there and how um, that can either be a hindrance to the creative process or it can be a, a help to the creative process. I just want to try to get inside your head because like I, I could never co-write a sermon with somebody, but um, I suppose if I had to, I probably yeah. could but it doesn't mean I want to. So how did you, how do you co-write with somebody? There's, there's, I feel like there's multiple different scenarios. Okay. One, as we talked about, Nick and I have co-written multiple songs on this album. That is very different just because we're married. You know, we share a home, like being able to co-write with him is excellent. We're on the same page about a lot of things because we're just, together all the time but also at the same time though it's convenient because if i have an idea at 2 a.m he's there 
and he has to deal yeah. with me working out my idea at 2 a.m. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. So there's a level of convenience with with Nick and I being married in our co-write. With this specific song, um, so Gwen has also co-written other songs on this album. She co-wrote um, Praise to the One. Her and her husband wrote the song um, Eternal Light, and you'll hear from her husband, Dimitri, um, about that song. Um, but they co-wrote that as well. And when I was working on where these, the lamb, I just felt the spirit saying like, you don't need Nick's voice on this song. You need Gwen's voice on this song. Interesting. And every writer has a very unique, um, perspective. I mean, just like every human does, every speaker does, right. I don't preach the same way that you do. Nick doesn't preach the same way that you do, right? And Nick and I don't preach the same way either. Like everybody's very different. We all have different voices. And the same thing happens when we're writing. And so like, I just felt like the spirit was saying to me, like, you don't need, like, I knew that I gave this song everything I had. And I knew that I wasn't going to finish this song. And I, so I prayed about it and I just asked the spirit, like, what do you want me to do with this? Because I believe that this song is is supposed to be on our album. And I just felt him saying to me, like, you need to reach out to Gwen. Like, Gwen's voice needs to be on this song. Like Gwen has the rest of the song. Gwen has the rest of it. So it's way more spiritual than I realized. 100%. <laughs> yes. There but, are there are other scenarios in which it's it's not as as spiritual and it's more of just like a we're all here let's write this song together and we we had sometimes um over the course of the year where we'd like get together with some people and be like hey let's try and write some stuff. And, yeah. Um Well, I say praise to the one was that way. Yes. So but here's the thing. Um to to address Part of your question, you know, like, is it difficult? Are there, is it too many cooks in the kitchens? Kind of too many cooks in the kitchen kind of deal. Um, it can be unless everyone is on the same page of like, hum- one, the biggest thing is humility. Yes. Mm. Of acknowledging that like my idea, um, it music is, and creativity is one of those things that's very um, vulnerable and you when you own something like that it's kind of a piece of yourself and so it can be emotional when someone doesn't pick your thing um and it can be hurtful and difficult to to process those things because it's, it's a part of you it's a part of you and it really and, is and it makes it also difficult to say no to uh, an idea because it's like oh this am i gonna hurt someone's feelings um and so in, in writing processes like that you everyone really has to be on the same page of like we're not gonna get our feelings hurt we're gonna be humble about our ideas um and obviously that doesn't always go as planned, but we do our best to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, typically if there's a lead person on the song, we say it's up to that person. Like they make the call. Um, if there's like disagreement on something. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's really just a, it's a very cooperative experience of like, we need to make sure um, that we're following the spirit on this. Like what is the spirit leading us to do? Even if there's something that's a good idea, like, like we've talked about before, like this is a good idea, but it's not this song. And mm-hmm. so we need to put it over here for something later in life. Maybe, maybe, you know, next album or something, whatever. Um, but this, this isn't this song. And so being able to have the discernment and humility to acknowledge those types of scenarios, I think are the essentials of a, of a co-writing experience. Yeah. And I would also say that I think as a creative, you know, when you've given what you can contribute to your song. Yes. So like, like, like I knew I had nothing to, left to give the praise to the one yeah. on that evening. And so when I, we were like, Oh, another verse, I was like, oh, I literally can't think of any more words to the song. You know, and but, then Gwen in five minutes wrote that whole verse. Right. And I was like, Oh, thank the Lord. 
Right, exactly. Thank the Lord that there was another voice yeah. in this. And so I, I think to some degree there's some discernment and like, I, I know that I can't give any more to this. Um, I mean, Gwen and I finished this song in 20 minutes. We wrote, wow. like, I, I brought her the song we met here on like some, I don't know, some random day. And I was like, okay, this is what I got so far. We were done in 20 minutes. Like, wow. and I, sounds like all the things that Gwen was on took like really short amounts of time. She's a really good lyricist. <laughs> she's a great lyricist. <laughs> she's just yeah, really, she's very good to get words. in her head and be like, what, what is your process? Yeah. You know, like, it's, <laughs> but I, I, you know, in fear of spiritualizing everything, I can't help myself because it's literally what I do for a living, but like <laughs> the, the spirituality of the process of songwriting mm -hmm. is almost, uh, it's, there's, it's as spiritual as the song. It very <laughs> much is. Like, it has to be. I've just, to me, I'm like listening to you guys describe a process of songwriting. I'm thinking to myself, like, what does that teach us the larger body? And it's like, I, I don't like little um, sayings that happen in the world because I often just think that they're motivated by ill intent and wrong motive. But there's always a, there's always a saying, right? Like the saying, we're better together. Mm -hmm. You know that saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I get it. We're better together or whatever. But when you read First Corinthians and Paul's plea, right, to the church in, in Corinth, um, that, you know, embrace the equitable distribution of the Holy Spirit's giftings among you. And I, I hear the process of songwriting and how it requires humility and how that humility actually leads to the greater gift of a better song. Yes. Yes. And it's just, <laughs> it's like, it's like writing worship music is completely backwards to writing radio hits. Mm -hmm. Am I understanding that Absolutely. entirely? Yes. To, like, to an extent though. Cause, cause on the other hand, like does Taylor Swift, right? Like with <laughs> on, on the other hand, if you got, if you had 20 people in a room and say, Hey, we're going to write a song, it will take forever uh, to and write I that don't, song. I, I don't it, mean that. Yeah. I don't mean that. I, I mean like someone who's well suited for the gift and the task at hand. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say that there's, I mean, there's a level of, like I said, there's a level of discernment too on what songs are co-writes. And we'll okay. talk about this when we get to always good. I wrote always good mm. period. Like, yeah. and that, and I'm not like, yeah, I, I gave, I gave, I gave, I gave a little bit of insight on different parts and like I might've, I might've some, given a word or two, yeah. but it was mostly, it was mostly you, but it's, but it's because of that song. It's because of the story of that song. And we will get into that when we talk about always good. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously very personal to me. And so I think there's a, there's, there's, it's just a lot of discernment and it's a lot of bringing it to the Lord in prayer because, yeah. you know, if I wouldn't have brought this to the, you know, the, I could have very easily said, um, I know I don't have anything less left to give to worthy is the lamb, but I'm just going to write it anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Gotcha. But, it but I did worse because of it, but, but it would have been worse because of it because I didn't have what this song needed anymore. So there's no formula. But there is a process. Absolutely. And the process <laughs> is spiritual. Yep. 100%. 100%. So I should not get into songwriting. Um, <laughs> tell me, what do you both hope and pray Worthy is the Lamb will do for our community? How do you hope it will edify our body? What long-term vision do you have for it? I hope that... <laughs> it's funny. Every single song it's been, I hope that people pray this. Um, but once again... I hope that people pray this song. I hope that people pray, reacquaint me with your presence, mm -hmm. reacquaint me with your spirit. Um, and I, I long for like every, like most people in our church would probably agree with. I long for the spirits filling and anointing on my life and for the spirits overflowing. 
um, for his pouring out. And that takes a, a reacquainting on, on, on my part and on God's part to like bring me back in. Um, you know, I just, I just think that that concept is so, 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 so important of like, God does not leave you. God does not leave you. And so when you, whenever you feel like God is far away, that is, that is a time that you need to pray, reacquaint me with your spirit. Remind me that you're still here. Like, remind me that you're still here. Bring me back in. Remind me of your goodness. Like, and, and that's what this song really is. It's like, worthy is the lamb. And as uh, the hope is that as you sing, worthy is the lamb, you were reminded that he is worthy. As you sing, holy, holy, holy is your name, you were reminded that he's still holy and that he's still there. Like, when you say be exalted, the hope is that you are actually actively exalting him above the rest of the things in your life that you have previously put on top of him. Um, and so the, the, the singing of the song is what actually reacquaints you to him mm. um, in a very beautiful way. And so that's my prayer, is that this, this song would reacquaint people to the spirit and the grace of God. Yeah, and I guess to add to that, um, I think of the song... Um, the heart of worship by was that Matt Redman, and it's just this idea of like, like I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you, right? That's that's basically the gist of the song. And I look at this song as almost this like theology of worship in the sense of like to glorify God and nothing else. Like it's not about me at all, right? And um, that's what I that's what I think this song is. It's just this idea of like. God, I just want to serve you and I just want to, I just want to praise you. Like, and it's all I can do once I'm reacquainted with your spirit. And so it's kind of this, I don't know, this, this, this call, just that worship is all about him in this sense. So mm, it's all about him. It's well, stuff. it's an amazing song. And, uh, I think this song and all of the songs will, uh, have the power to bring people to their knees before the throne of grace and before Christ's face. And each, each it's cool how each one of these songs uh, is very unique, mm -hmm. both in its origin story um, in its, in its principal theme and how each song sounds a little different. Like you can definitely tell there's a difference in sound, but yet at the very same time, you can also sense that it's like almost one cohesive unit of songs. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yep. And this is just an outsider listening in, right? This is someone who's not been part of the songwriting process, but who has been part of the, the praying process, you know, and been part of the the visionary process of like watching this whole thing come together. It's amazing how five original songs, all different in theme, all different in sound, but clearly one cohesive album. Yes. And obviously the word reacquainted captures the spirit of that and the sentiment of that. Um, and so if you have not listened to the reacquainted album, go stream it, go listen to it right now, right now, right now, go, go stream it. It is so, so good. It dropped last Sunday, uh, on your favorite streaming platform. If you have not bought an outpour t-shirt yet, uh, go buy one. Um, they're super cool. I wore mine last Sunday. I thought I looked pretty cool in it, by the way. I'm sure you did. Yes. Oh, our, uh, our, 
our drummer Jake, he wore that shirt. He wore his out, outpour shirt to work. And um, his buddy was like, man, Mercy Road always has the best merch. <laughs> so buy the outpour t-shirt. That's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's good. If you have questions or things you want us to talk about on the podcast, please let us know. You can do that by going to the media tab on our website at mercyroadnw.com. And on our website, you'll also be able to find more details and information about our community. You can get a hold of me or Luke or Maddie directly as well. If you go to the staff page, you can find our emails on there. So thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon. Go stream the album. <laughs>